0: Hello gang. Are you ready to join me on the adventure of the day today? As we are heading to the trailer, the Landmaster, the big RV. I'm loading up. We're going on a boondocking trip tomorrow. So today I'm heading to the trailer to prepare. Got to fill it with water. Turn on the fridges. Get the batteries charging up. So that we can go boondocking. (coughs) Boondocking is where you have no services. So there'll be no water supply. There'll be no electricity. There will be no sewer. Although there will be pit toilets probably. Um... So, uh, So we're running, we're running uh, deep woods I guess, we're running into the deep woods. So I'm driving the tow monster today because I got it all filled up, I got our bicycles on the back, got to attach the bicycles to the trailer, I got a bunch of stuff to put into the trailer to prepare, so that is what's happening today might need to stop and buy some gasoline diesel to get to, uh, to where we're going. We'll see. So I last left you, I believe we were leaving, I don't know, did we get back to London? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna talk much more about my adventures. Because I think we left Germany and Amsterdam. I told you about the clogs and the cheese. I'm pretty sure if I didn't, you'll have to let me know. Um, And about... So I'm going to talk today about the people. Some of the people. People who are unable to look after themselves. It, It baffles me that, you know, we're... We, we flew from continent to different continent, Mr. Anderson and I. And, uh, you know, we spent a lot of effort organizing how we're gonna get to the bus and then how when we get off the bus, we gotta get to the airport or get a hotel and then get ourselves home again. And there were people on the bus as we were heading back to, I can think of three separate couples as we were on the bus heading back to our drop-off hotel. This is the last day. We've done everything there is to do. Uh, We've traveled back over the strait, the English Channel, to get to, back into England. And uh, we get driven into London. And we get dropped you know, the plan is you get dropped at the hotel and nice to know you, see you later. Hand over your tip money to the driver and the tour leader and, uh, and then you, and F off. You're on your own. Well, apparently some people who on, came on this trip had no concept of what they were going to do when they got off the bus back in London. Um, so our poor tour leader, as we're like an hour from London, these people are all coming up to her and say, "Can you get us an Uber to get us from you know the hotel to somewhere else? Um, can you help us book a hotel? We have nowhere to stay tonight. This is the last like the last four hours of the trip. We don't have anywhere to stay tonight. How are we going to get there?" How do I get to the hotel? What's the best way to get from downtown London back to the airport? And like this poor tour leader had at least three, probably four people she was looking after, trying to get them set up with rides and hotels on a fucking Friday night in London. Maybe it was a Saturday night. Um, Yeah, it was a Saturday night. You know, we were arriving in London at 4 (laughs) p.m. on a Saturday and all these people are like, well, what am I going to do? Oh, I don't have anywhere to stay. And so she's phoning around the hotels. Do you have any rooms? And you know, probably because of some fricking football game, meaning soccer, uh, every hotel was absolutely jammed full because when we were organizing our hotel, We had looked into some various options and everything was full and that was three months ago everything was full. And then a little bit of our plan changed and uh, we changed the hotel a little bit and like it was a real problem to get a hotel on Saturday night, this particular Saturday night in London. So it just baffles my mind that people would fly from wherever. These people were from the United States, uh, they were from Australia, the two brothers from Australia. Um, how you going? Okay, th- this, is the, this is the terminology. How you going in Australia and uh, what were the Brits would say, uh, y'all right? You, you all right? Y'all right? All right? like that. (laughs) So the two Australian brothers in their, you know, 60s, um, they ended up paying, like they couldn't find a hotel, the tour leader couldn't find a hotel room for them. Um, And so they ended up paying like 400, 400 British pounds to stay at the hotel where we all got plopped off at for one night, 400 pounds. Um, it was a very nice hotel, though. <laughs> um, uh, they probably paid more, because we paid 400 pounds three months ago for this hotel. Anyway, and then there were the the, the, the mother and son from the Philippines, I believe. The Gucci, remember the Gucci people? They were always wearing their Tommy Hilfiger and their Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> their Gucci purses. <laughs> and... What else did they have? Coach. They had all these coach bags. um, Like luggage bags. These people. And they were, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to get to blah, 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 blah. And so this poor tour leader. I would have told these people to F right off. But, of course, they hadn't, you hadn't gotten your tips yet. So I'm sure the tour leader was like, hmm better bend over backwards so I can get my 70 euro tip. So, I just found it absolutely bizarre that people just have no plan. No plan about what they're going to do when they get done their little trip. Like, it just boggles the mind. Boggles the mind. Now, another interesting thing... (laughs) Another interesting thing that I noticed on this trip with these thirty-four other people, you know, 16, 12 other couples, what's seventeen couples? Um, well, there was a foursome. So whatever, uh, you know, we, we were the gay. We were the only gay couple, and it was. I think it became pretty clear. That we were the gay couple because we were like, oh well, my husband, blah blah blah, does this and blah, blah. oh yeah, we've been, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it seemed fairly obvious to me that we were the gay guys on the on the bus tour, and you know, I was very forward and tried to be gregarious and um, talk to people, you know. N- where are you from? You know, sort of the generic, polite questions about people's lives. Just to start conversations with people to make, to make pe- people feel comfortable and get them, you know, to, to build some sort of relationship with people. And, and I did build relationships and, and everybody was very polite and civil to each other. But something that struck me is that nobody actually asked anything about us. It was like... I kind of felt like the cop grilling people on... Where were you on the night of January 16th? (laughs) And nobody would reciprocate. Like, oh, and what do you do back in Canada? Or where are you from? Um, Like, there might have been the where are you froms. But nobody... Nobody went out of their way to engage with us or like you know we would arrive at these restaurants for our package dinner deal and uh, like nobody would come up to us and say do you want to sit at our table I think the only people who did were the Asian sisters the three girls from Singapore Australia and wherever else they were from Um, Tokyo Uh, the three sisters because I would help the three sisters I talked about the three sisters a couple episodes ago where they were completely baffled and they were lost all the time they were late all the time they didn't understand what was happening next so because of I believe because of the language barrier um, that uh, you know I would help these three sisters because we didn't want to keep waiting for the three sisters because they were always behind the eight ball. So, uh, you know, so I was like, okay, sisters, (laughs) we're going to go do this now. We're going to the perfume shop and then we're going to walk around town. Oh, good, perfume shop. Oh, la, 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 la. Love the perfume shop. So the three Asian sisters were the most friendly and would like, come sit with us, sit with us. Um, So they did engage with us but nobody else really would go out of their way to spark up a conversation and ask us, you know, anything about ourselves. So and then the other thing was is that people wouldn't talk about their own lives except for the most superficial things. And everything we talked about was germane to wherever we were. So, you know, we were at the 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 macaroon cookie shop doing getting a macaroon making <laughs> demonstration about how cookies are made <laughs> and so the talk would be about the macaroons Macaron. <clears throat> um but nobody would say oh yeah I'm uh, uh, my wife and I go golfing every weekend we didn't find out anything about any of these people other than possibly their country of origin and maybe a little bit about their relationships. Except, of course, from the Queen of Sheba who wouldn't shut the hell up about anything. The Queen of Sheba told us everything we needed to know about the Queen of Sheba. So, and her friend Colleen. (laughs) The Queen of Sheba and Colleen. And the primary things I found out about them is that they both hate their husbands and they spend nine months of the year traveling because <laughs> they don't want to be around their husbands. So it was just I thought it was strange and I don't know is that because we were the homosexuals um, or do people just not like us? Because uh, like in, I'm really feeling in this day and age post-pandemic that the world is extremely isolated people don't make any effort to chat or commune or engage in in any ways that you would think would be the norm the way that things used to be i think so is that because it's because of the pandemic and the whole you know we're all still wrapped in our cocoons or is it because there's something wrong with me or is it because stay away from those freaking gays because you know we live in the country right so the only people that I engage with regularly who are acquaintances would be like my my newest neighbors the uh, the couple next door um who are in their 60s um, but like there's no there's no interaction with people anymore so I don't know is it me or is it the world just don't know what to make of it so that that's gonna end my uh, my my travel blog (laughs) I want to talk about one more thing though and that is toasters in the UK (laughs) so I I I want to discuss this and if anybody has any thoughts on this please email me at com. so you know when you have a toaster toasters in North America they run on 110 uh, volts so you're typically you're going to have a 15 amp toaster, which will be like 1500 watts so that when you pop down your toast, the toaster's going to pull out of your light socket, the socket, the plug-in, the hun- you know, 100, uh, 1500 um, watts out of your electrical supply. Um, and, and that is typically what a generic kitchen plug will be rated for 1500 watts, 15 amps. So you, so you can't have a toaster that's 3,000 watts, which would be a super powerful toaster because your North American electrical supply can't handle it, right? So these toasters are designed to operate at 1,500 watts, maybe 1,200 1, to 1,500 watts. So <coughs> um, maybe 1,100. I think I have a toaster that does 1,100 watts. So in Europe, they have 220 volts of current, of 220 volts of current, Um, so it would, it makes sense to me when you boil a kettle in the UK, the kettle is much faster, because they can draw a lot more power out of the, the plug, the wall plug, because they have access to this 220 volts, twice as much power as we have in North America but I noticed that so the kettle works really good and quickly but I noticed the toaster in the UK is as slow as the toaster in North America and so you think well why wouldn't you ramp up your toaster to you know 3,000 watts or 2,000 watts even if you have a power system that can that can support it and i've been thinking a lot about this and here's what i think i think the issue is that if you you know your your toaster the elements in your toaster (laughs) i mean these are the important things that keep me up at night (laughs) the elements in your toaster they operate at a you know a given heat rate you know um, and I think if you overpowered the, the, uh, <clears throat> the elements in the toaster, that they would just absolutely burn the toast, cook it extremely quickly, burn the outside of the toast, and the inside of the toast wouldn't cook. So I, I want to know. <laughs> Somebody tell me. Is it possible to have a 2,000-watt toaster that cooks your toast really, really fast in the UK? (laughs) Or is that toaster just going to absolutely destroy your toast? Uh, So if you know how this works, please email me (laughs) at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. Because uh, inquiring minds want to know how. What's the best way to cook toast? Because I'd love to have a 2,000-watt toaster, as long as it didn't destroy the toast. Because you know, toast. You want your toast to be cooked just right. Um, and you know, I find our toasters really slow. Like this, this whatever it is, 11, 1300. Watt toaster at our house. It takes a really long time. And also I do a double toast, so it toasts for a while. It goes for about three minutes or something. And then pops and it's half-baked. So then I flip my toast over, because the top of the toast... This is the toaster that Peter G gave me, by the way, for a wedding present. (laughs) So I don't mean to be complaining, Peter G. (laughs) I'm just making observations that the toaster takes a long time and then it cooks the top half different from the bottom half. And I'm sure, you know, like there's very good reasons for all this. Um, uh, you know, the the laws of physics are probably heavily involved here. Uh, so. so anyway, so you know, the last thing you want is, is a toast that's Overcooked on the outside and raw in the middle. So I'm not entirely sure that a 2,000-watt toaster would work. All right, I think, is that it? I think I'm going to say goodbye. Oh, I forgot to go to the recycling depot. Oh, you dingbat. Oh, I was so excited about talking about toasters. I missed my turn. Oh, my goodness. All right, I am the Fade Driver. You can email me at podcast at Thanks for listening.